welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. All right, I got a real exciting word for you today. I believe God is uh, restoring hope. There's a lot of hopelessness. If you have been watching the news at all, if you have been reading headlines, if you've been paying attention, you've been talking to your neighbors, um, you know, any of that kind of stuff, wherever, if you're still working, you're talking to people you work with, you hear there's a whole lot of hopelessness. You hear that people are just um, becoming despondent. They're becoming afraid. They're losing jobs left, right, and center, and they're just not sure what to do. I want to remind you, Jeremiah 31, 17 says, there is hope in your future, says the Lord. Let me say it again. Jeremiah 31, 17, God is speaking and he says, there is hope in your future. Don't worry. God's got a plan. He's looking out for you. And he says, there's hope in your future. So we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 12. So if you have a Bible with you, and I, I know we've talked about this, we're at home you're at home, and I'm, I'm sure you can go find the Bible somewhere. So Hebrews chapter 12, and I am reading out of the New Living Translation. And this is a scripture that I shared a little bit with on Tuesday on our Instagram Live. But just throughout the week, um, God continued to speak to me. And I, this is where I want to start at. And Hebrews chapter 12, the very end of verse 1 says this, And let us run with endurance, the race that God has set before us. Let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Verse 2 says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. We do this. We continue to run the race the, the race before us with endurance by keeping our eyes on Jesus. And I love what it says here in the New Living Translation. It calls him the champion. And if you have never heard of Carmen, he is a Christian singer from the 80s and 90s. And he did a song. He was really well known for doing uh, these elaborate Christian music videos. You need to go look up Carmen the champion. And I it's going to change the rest of your day from here on out. You need to go find that. Common the champion. But here, um, the, the writer in the book of Hebrews is talking, and he says, Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. We run the race of endurance by keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. Um, some translations say that he is the author and finisher of our faith. You got to run that race and you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Uh, I was talking on Tuesday about how I like to go running. And when I get towards the end of my run, sometimes, some days I'm more tired than other days. But when I get to that last quarter of a kilometer and I'm counting down how many meters I have left to go, I got to fix my eyes on things, something down in the distance that I can keep my eye on. And I keep staring at that thing. So I run. And as I run, that's what my eyes are focused on because that's my goal. And so here the author is saying, uh, you run this race of endurance by keeping your eyes on Jesus. He is your champion and he is the initiator and perfecter of your faith. 
You're in a race right now. You're running the race of your life right now. Wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, you are running that race in your life. And right now, there may, you may be running up a hill. You may be running up a steep hill, and you're like, this hill is going to kill me. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to Some days when I'm off running, I am, like I said, I'm more tired than other days. And sometimes you're out there running, and it is just tough slugging. And you're running, you're saying, I don't know if the end of this run is ever going to come. But you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, keep your eyes focused on Jesus. He's the one you're running to. Keep your eyes focused on him. And when you do that, you'll keep moving one step at a time, one step at a time, one step closer to Jesus, one step closer to Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on him. He is your champion, the initiator and perfecter of your faith. Whatever you're going through, wherever you find yourself right now, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Now, we could go look at Peter. And that amazing story, I love that story about Jesus walking on the water and Jesus says, they're all in the boat and the disciples are in the boat and Jesus is walking on the boat, he's passing the boat by and we could talk about how, how Peter said, Jesus, if that's you, then tell me to come out, walk out there on the water to you and we could talk about Jesus and Peter and Peter having to keep his eyes on Jesus and when Peter took his eyes off Jesus, he fell in the water. We could talk about that, but we're not. We're going to look at a different story about keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus in the midst of your circumstances. I was going to say if you had your Bibles, but I know you have them. So turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 4. I'm sorry, Mark chapter 5. And we're going to pick up here in verse 21. Mark chapter 5, 21. Again, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake. Jesus had just finished. He got in a boat. They sailed across the lake, got out of the boat, and there was a crazy man. And this crazy man lived in a cemetery, and they always chained him up. And, and this guy was so crazy, he would break the chains and lived, lived in a cemetery. Just, just a scary dude, the kind of guy that you would not want to meet in broad daylight much less meet in the middle of the night in a dark alley. You didn't see, want to see this guy anywhere. And Jesus um, healed this guy. He set him free. He came in contact with him, and Jesus cast the demons out of him and set this guy free. That's who Jesus was. That's what Jesus did. He came to set the captive free. Maybe that's a word for you today. Maybe wherever you're at, maybe you are bound up and captive by something. But I want to remind you that Jesus came to set those captive free. He came to give sight to the blind. Jesus came to restore the brokenhearted. Wherever you find yourself, Jesus came to bring life and light and healing and health into the middle of that situation. Come on now, somebody. So he just finishes healing this guy, setting them free. They get back in the boat because the people that lived over there chased them out of town. And so they get in the boat. They roll back across, across the lake. Verse 21, Jesus got in the boat, went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. They were not practicing physical distancing in this book of the chapter of the Bible. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, um, Arrived And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently, he said, my little daughter is dying. 
Please come and lay your hands on her and heal her so that she can live. Jesus, in verse 24, goes with them, and all the people followed, crowding around him. I want you to picture this, if you can, in your head. These people are literally crowded all around Jesus. They're not, they're not um, being polite. They're not giving him his space. They're not giving him his distance. They're not giving him his bubble of protection. They are all up in Jesus' businesses. They are right in his face. They are walking right beside him. They're pulling on him. They're tugging on him. They're yelling at him. They're trying to get Jesus' attention because they've heard about who Jesus is. They've heard about what Jesus has done, and they want some of that for themselves. So the Bible says here they are crowded all around him. This guy came, found Jesus, got his attention, said, please, my daughter is dying. Come to my house and come heal her. So they're all walking in that direction, and all these people are following along. Verse 25 says, A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she'd gotten no better. Maybe you feel like in your life you've done everything you could do. You've done everything you've known to do. You have saw everybody you thought you should see. You've talked to everybody you thought you should talk to. And you just don't know what else to do. And you don't know where else to go. And you are at the end of your rope. And your hope has run out. You're hanging on by a thread. Don't let go. Let me say this to you today. Just hang on a little bit longer. She'd gotten no better, verse 26. In fact, she had gotten worse. Man, that's a bad day. That's a bad, 12 years it said? 12 years she'd been suffering. I love how I just asked you a question and actually waited for a response. <laughs> 12 years she'd been suffering from this. Spent everything she had, did everything she could and wasn't getting any better. In fact, she got worse. She had heard about Jesus. She had heard about Jesus. She had heard about Jesus. Oh, that's a great phrase. That's a really great phrase. What have you heard about Jesus? What have you heard? What have you seen about Jesus? What have you seen Jesus do in your life? What have you seen Jesus do in your mom and dad's life or your grandma and your grandpa, or your aunt and uncle or your, your brother and sister, your boss, your coworker, your professor at school, the people you work with? What have you heard about Jesus? Because Jesus, God, is no respecter of anybody. And so if he can do something for those people, he can do it for you. And that's what this lady knew. She said, man, if Jesus, I've heard about all these things that he's done, and if he would do that for all those people, I bet if I saw him, he could do something for me. And I'm here to tell you today, the answer is yes. If Jesus did those things for those people, that Jesus will do those things for you. Amen. 
27, she heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. Man, she got sneaky, sneaky. She got down on her hands and knees. She, she started wiggling her way between people. The Bible says they were crowded around Jesus. They were all over the place. But the Bible says that she came up there and she uh, came up behind and through the crowd and found a way to touch his robe. To touch, to yank on his robe, to yank on his cloak, to find him. Not even to look him in the eyes. Not even to have a conversation with him. But she knew that if she just got where Jesus was at, and she knew if she could just reach out and grab hold of Jesus, that she would be changed and transformed. Man, I, I am saying something for somebody out there today. If you can just reach out wherever you're at, wherever you're at, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, the Bible says that he will never leave you or forsake you. That means that he is always right there. And all you got to do wherever you're at is reach out and grab on to Jesus. Whatever you're going through, wherever you find yourself, whatever circumstance you're in, all you got to do is reach out and grab on to Jesus because he's right there. She touched his robe, for he, she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. If I can just touch his robe. You know what's amazing is this lady is breaking all kinds of rules. And it's important to know this. You know, when you read the Bible, you need to know the subtext and the context of what is taking place in these stories. This was a Jewish woman. And in Jewish custom, blood was unclean. And when you were bleeding, you had to go away and stay away from everybody because everything that you touched and everything that your blood touched became unclean as well. So this lady was supposed to be removed and far away from everybody else. And when she came to where, where, where people were at, when she found herself, she was supposed to let everybody know that she was unclean. So they stayed away from her. I don't know about you, but that kind of sounds like the COVID virus to me. She was supposed to walk around and say, unclean, give me a cushion of protection. Stay out of my zone. Back up six feet, two meters. Wash your hands. I am unclean. She wasn't, do you, don't, you don't read anywhere that as this lady came into town, she was walking around saying, unclean, unclean. In fact, the Bible says she got right in the thick of things, that she got right in that crowd. She got right where everybody was at because she said to herself, enough is enough. I've got to get better or I'm going to die. So she said to herself, I know, I've heard about this Jesus guy, and I know that if I just touch the hem of his garment that I will be healed. If you reach out and you touch the hem, if you find Jesus, if you reach out, you don't even got to find him. You just got to reach out because he's right there. And if you just reach out, he's going to meet your needs. We took communion and communion is remembering that price that Jesus paid where he met your needs once and for all. She thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. 
And the Bible says in verse 29, immediately, if you make notes in your Bible, if you highlight, if you scribble, if you underline things, you need to underline that word immediately because God is wanting to do some immediate in your life, in your circumstances, in your scenarios. Wherever you find yourself, God is immediately wanting to move. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the important part. It was this woman's faith. She believed that if she touched Jesus, she said, if I can just reach out, I don't got to sit down with Jesus and tell him all of my problems. I don't got to sit down and explain everything to him so he can understand the fullness of my situation. She just said, if I can find Jesus somewhere around here, and what's that? Oh, I hear Jesus is coming to town. And look at that big crowd. He's got to be in the middle of that crowd. Now, if I could just get over to Jesus, climb in the middle of that crowd, get all sneaky-like, get between all those people, and just crawl up there and grab onto his cloak, I know that I'll be healed. In verse 29, says, immediately, find a neighbor. If you don't got a neighbor, send somebody a text and just text the word immediately. Find your neighbor and say, immediately, immediately. And when, if you text somebody, all caps, all caps, immediately, like right now, immediately, the Bible says in verse 29, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Now, how excited would you be if you've been sick for 12 years and you had spent every dime that you had and you would talk to every doctor that you thought you should talk to and nobody was helping you and you were getting worse. And the Bible says when she crawled out to Jesus, she touched him and verse 29 says immediately she was healed. She could feel it in her body. How excited would you be? Verse 30 says this. Jesus realized at once that the healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and he asked, who touched my robe? Who, who touched my robe? Who touched my robe? Now the crazy thing is, is there were all kinds of people that were touching Jesus right then. They were all pressed up against him. They were all shouting at him. They were all hooting and hollering, trying to get his attention. What was it? It was the touch of faith. Somebody reaching out to Jesus saying, if you, if I can just grab onto him, I know that I'll be healed. It was that faith that that person had that when they came into contact with Jesus, that their life was going to be transformed, that their life was going to be changed, that their circumstances were going to be changed right then and there, immediately, right then and right there. If I can just get over to Jesus. His disciples in verse 31 Look, look at the crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched you? How? They're everybody, Jesus, literally everybody is touching you right now. How can you ask who touched you? But Jesus, in verse 32, keeps looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her this in verse 34. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. 
your suffering is over. We are living in uncharted times in our generation. There's never been a time where we've had to isolate like this. We're having to figure life out as we go, and it is scary, and it is confusing, and it is frustrating, and we're losing jobs, and and people are talking about the economy and sickness, and they're talking about how long this is going to go on. I want to tell you today that hope is not lost. In fact, hope is here, and hope is found in the person of Jesus Christ. And hope is found in what Jesus Christ did for you when he went to the cross and he paid the price that you could never pay. There came hope into your life. It was the touch of faith. What I love about this story was the gumption that lady had. She was so, so broken and so desperate for something that she forsook all of protocols and norms. And she said, I've got to have this healed. I've got to be set free. I've got to be changed. I've got to have something happen in my life. Wherever you're at, wherever you find yourself today, I want to encourage you to reach out. Jesus is right there. And I want you to reach out and say, Jesus, I need you. I need you in my life. I need you in my circumstances. This looks really bad. And it's not getting better, it's actually getting worse. And I don't know what to do. I'm afraid, I'm scared, I'm sick, I'm lonely. My brain isn't thinking the right thoughts. I don't know what to do. Jesus does. All those people were touching him. All those people were pressing against him. He He didn't mind those people touching him. And those people touching him didn't draw his attention. It was the woman who had the faith that she said to herself, if I can just get a hold of his garment, I'll be healed. I know there's some people out there watching this today and you need Jesus to move in your life. And Jesus... got this picture in my mind of Jesus standing like this beside you kind of in front of you just waiting for you to grab his cloak just waiting for you to reach out and he says to you today I've paid the price just like he said to that woman your faith has made you whole go in peace your suffering is over reach out to Jesus today wherever you're at Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, reach out to Jesus because he is the answer for all of your needs. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawing closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. 
And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.